Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Fifty thousand people. That's what we're expecting. We're expecting fifty thousand plus people to be marching on Washington D.C. And you know the National Park Service is so kind. Tomorrow, they're not even going to enforce mask laws or social distancing. It's incredible, folks. Our kids can't even go back to school for the most part. But over fifty thousand people can march on Washington D.C. No restrictions. For some reason, the either the National Park Service or I don't know who in Washington, D.C. has some kind of insider knowledge that COVID-19 no longer exists inside the swamp bubble. Isn't that amazing? We are free and clear, basically, is what they're telling us. I mean, I don't know what else to say here. I mean, I have to be on lockdown. We have to be on lockdown, 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 wear your mask. Uh, virtue signaling, people getting mad at us at the grocery store, screaming in our faces, liberals going insane, people marching on the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin, justice, justice, justice. And the only time anybody ever gets yelled at for wearing a mask is when they're a conservative or not wearing a mask is when they're a conservative. It's so crazy how that is and why that is. You need to ask yourself those questions, but we have options. We do have options, and one of them is actually Simply Safe. And you can actually get Simply Safe for your home so that these marchers without masks won't be trampling in your yard and coming in your house and running around without their masks on, possibly giving you COVID. We don't know. Apparently, the National Park Service in Washington, D.C. doesn't know. But Simply Safe has got everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of the traditional home security systems, folks. It's got an arsenal of sensors. It will catch people marching around your corner of your backyard, sneaking around your windows, peeking inside your house, looking over your fence line, drinking your margaritas. It will catch them. This professional monitoring system keeps watch day and night. And it's ready to send police, fire, and medical professionals to your home if there's an emergency. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. It's so easy. Just peel back and stick the sensors exactly where you need them, around your windows, around your doors. You don't even need a technician to come over to your house, wear a mask, put those things around his feet, walk around, uh, trying to investigate your home, looking where every window and door is. No, you do it yourself. And there's no contract. Wait a minute. How awesome is that? No contract. There is no contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees, and no fine print. You cannot get better than this. And all of this starts at, guess what, $15 a month. $15 a month. That's like two masks. That's like one really nice mask at the Harley-Davidson store. 
one really nice mask a month at the heart. By, by the way, you want me to tell you something? Something that all women have discovered in the mask, the day of the mask, is that we're all Tammy Faye Baker. Because we put on these masks, and if they're white on the inside, we take them off and voila, makeup. It's our face. Our face is on the inside of our masks. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who makes a mask with white on the inside. No, thank you. I want something dark, something hidden, something that does not show the makeup inside the mask, right? Done with that. Anyways, remember Simply Safe. I'm not the only one who thinks Simply Safe is great. U.S. News and World Report named it the best overall home security system of 2020. Let's do it. Remember, if you go to simplysafe.com slash Carter, simplysafe.com slash Carter, you get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. There is nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash Carter. C-A-R-T-E-R. Don't forget. By the way, you can also read all of my stories and Jenny Tear's stories and Ben Wilson's stories and whoever else is writing on my website at sarahacarter.com. That's sarahacarter.com without an H. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sarah Carter DC. Very exciting. We have reached 1.3 million followers. Ah, yay. I'm so excited. Interestingly enough, though, even with the 1.3 million followers, when they shadow ban... It's like no one even sees you. It's like you get 1.3 million followers. Twitter says, hey, guess what? I don't want people to read your story about Russia collusion. And then Jack just shadow bans you or creates some kind of crazy algorithm where nobody sees you unless you have someone else retweet your stories and then those people see it. It's just a whole thing. So we're constantly in a battle um, obviously with social media platforms, that's been a huge thing for, uh, the Sarah Carter show. We've been bringing people on here like Brendan Carr, head of the FCC and others to deal with this. And we're constantly, constantly battling, um, the lies. And I know you, you out there at home, uh, you know, listening to me right now, understand what this is like. I've been watching the RNC for the last three days. It's incredible. It's incredible what's been happening. This love for our nation. When I watched it last night, and and also the honesty, it's like this is this is a time where I think there has been a reawakening of the Republican Party. This is not the Republican Party of George Bush. This is not the Republican Party of McCain. God rest his soul. I'm not going to do say anything bad to him, but this is not that Republican Party. This is a new Republican Party, a reawakening, very much like I would imagine. I would imagine it was like at the very beginning and the establishment of the Republican Party. And I'm going to tell you why. It's about the people. It's about giving a voice to those who don't have a voice. It's about standing up for those who have been basically ignored by the establishment that does not care about you does not care about how hard you work, doesn't even know what a gallon of milk costs because they usually just send someone to pick it up for them. They don't have enough time for that. They don't realize that you're paying like between $3.95 and $6.95 if you buy organic because, you know, your kids are thinking that you're killing them with the regular milk sometimes. But, you know, $3.95 a gallon. They don't realize that you're spending money that you've worked hard for And you're trying to pay your bills every month. And you're trying to make that mortgage. And that you might lose your job. 
or that you work in a restaurant and you know what? You've been on your feet for eight hours a day and your feet hurt and you've been harassed by crazy customers. I don't care. They don't care. They live here in this bubble, in this bubble, which, by the way, will not have Corona apparently on Friday because the National Park Service is approving this. I want you to think about this march and what this means. This is ridiculous. Do you think they would let you do that? Where where are your kids? Are they at home? Are they at home? Uh, Public school all of a sudden shut down because everybody's so terrified that children, which are at the lowest risk of contracting coronavirus and spreading it. Our elementary school children, our young children are stuck at home. Think about the families. Think about the families that are dealing with this, right? What if you have four kids and you don't have enough money, which I'm sure some of you don't, nobody does with four kids. It's like life is so expensive. I just went over the cost of milk. That's a lot. But think if you have four kids and they all have to do online school. And you just have one laptop. How do you split it up? How do you balance that out? How do you get them all online at the same time? And what if you have a job? Which most of us do. Because we can't afford to live without work. We can't just sit around all day pretending that we're working. We actually work. We actually know what that's like. It's tough. They don't care. This is politics, people. This is politics. This is a joke. When the National Park Service approves 50,000 people to march on Washington, D.C. and does not enforce social distancing and masks, what does that tell you? How seriously do you think they believe coronavirus is? How serious? I'm going to be so pissed off. I will march on Washington if after November 4th, it all of a sudden disappears. Or after November 4th, they all of a sudden come up with some miracle cure or some therapeutic. I am so tired of these games. Consistency. That's what the American people want. And and that is not what we have had. Not in our Department of Justice. Not in this crazy town of Washington, D.C. that has turned the rest of our community into crazy towns. Look at what's happening across our country in Kenosha. Look at what's happened in Portland. Look at all the children that have been killed and died in gang violence in the streets of Chicago and all the people that are dealing with a rise in crime in New York City. What do they all have in common? A lot of these places have in common. Democrats. Democrats. Politicizing. That's why I loved Burgess Owens. I want to go through some of these clips. I have a guest on today, an amazing friend who's written a phenomenal book. But first, I want to play some clips for you because uh, I want you to hear what happened at the RNC and why I believe. And this is not about President Trump. And this is not about me being a conservative or any of those issues. It's about me being an American. I'm a regular person. I want someone to hear me. Just like you, I want someone to pay attention to my husband who was blinded in the war and has to live the rest of his life without his eyesight because he fought for his country. I want, I'm just like you in the sense that I have children that I worry about every single day, every single day, that I have friends who are dealing with opioid addiction or that I have friends that are in the hospital right now. Just like you, every single day, we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same, but we want the best for our nation. 
we want to be proud of our country. And that's why I've been so impressed. I want to, I want to play this clip. Was so impressed. Kaylee McEnany is a friend of mine. She is the White House spokeswoman. I, I never, I mean, this was the most incredible speech to me because she unified us. She was brave and she gave so much strength to so many women out there that are either suffering with breast cancer or could end up having breast cancer. I want you to hear this clip about why she supports President Trump and why she does what she does. I want my daughter to grow up in President Donald J. Trump's America. Choosing to have a preventative mastectomy was the hardest decision I ever had to make. But supporting President Trump, who will protect my daughter and our children's future, was the easiest. Wow. She's right. All you have to ask yourself is, who do you want? Who do you want? Who do you trust to protect you and your family? Look at what the Democrats are doing. Look at the destruction in our cities. They're not even waiting. They're not even waiting for the information or the evidence to come out in some of these police shootings before they, along with the media, start instigating all of this anger and hate. They don't say, they don't take a step back and say, whoa, wait a minute. Granted, granted, we do not want police officers crossing the line. There are bad apples out there. And they will be dealt with. But overall, our police officers, our first responders, our firefighters, all of those folks in the federal law enforcement, they are good people. All of those people that serve our nation, good people. I loved what Second Lady Karen Pence said when she went up there and she was talking about the military and our military families and honoring them. I loved listening to Kaylee tell her personal story and connecting to us as a person, not as a mouthpiece. I loved listening to Lara Trump talk about her family, the Trumps, because you know what, people, the media lies. The first time I met Eric Trump, the first time I spoke to him at Trump Tower, I didn't know the family at all. It was 2016. I was covering the election for Sinclair Broadcast, and He didn't need to be nice. I actually interrupted a commercial he was doing. I didn't realize that he was actually filming a commercial. I'm like, hello. Hi, I'm Sarah Carter with Sinclair Broadcast waving. (laughs) And his there was a glass wall there. And he looked over and he waved. And then he walks up. He's like, oh, just give me a minute. I'm I'm finishing up a commercial. (laughs) I was like, oh, sorry. You know, and I went and sat down. And then um, he came out and he said, Sarah. Someone told me about you and, you know, your background and that your husband was in the war. And he, and me, he knew he, but then he stopped. He goes, I want to ask you some questions. I want to know how your family's handling it. I want to know what my father could do if he were to be elected president to make life better for veterans. And he sat down and talked to me for like half an hour. Never once did Eric Trump talk about himself. He talked about me, talked about my husband. He talked about just like a regular guy. He wanted to know. In that moment, I absolutely believed his sincerity. And I'm a pretty good judge of character. So I know that not everything 
that is being said about this family, our family, this administration is true. These are angry, mean people out there. So mean, so mean that they will go after anyone who stands in their way. And we've seen that over the last four years as I've, you know, kind of unraveled the Russia hoax scandal with some other journalists. I want to play something that I that brought me to tears. And um, this is Maximo Alvarez. He is um, a Cuban immigrant. My mother was, uh, you know, my late mom, um, a Cuban immigrant. And when I heard him talk, it was like I was listening to my mother. I may be a Cuban born, but I am 100% American. This is the greatest country in the world. And I said this before, if I gave away everything that I have today, it would not equal 1% of what I was given when I came to this great country of ours. It was like I was listening to my mom every day of my life. And I can tell you this with sincerity until the day she died, my mom would praise this country would just loud it. She would tell me how grateful she was. I would say, Mom, do you want to go back to Cuba? And she said, not as long as Fidel Castro is there. I never want to go back. And she never did. She died without going back. But my mom actually loved this country so much that when people would say, oh, Zenaida, you know, Ata, are you from Cuba? And she would say, no, I'm an American. I might have been born in Cuba, but I'm not Cuban. I'm an American. And that's what I am, an American. And you are Americans. And everyone who aspires for freedom and liberty and justice and everyone who fights for those who fight for those same principles is an American. That's what makes our country so great. Don't let the Democrats lie to you. Don't let them tell you that this is a country not worth fighting for. This is a country worth fighting for. We only have two choices. The Democrats have been very clear. They are no longer the Democrats of our past, of our father's past. These Democrats are radicals. They're Marxists. They're socialists. They have a socialist agenda. And you know what? The Biden dinosaurs are going by way. They're they're going to be extinct soon. And out of that graveyard of bones has risen the most angry unimaginable Democrats that could tear this nation apart. And they have openly said it. I am not, I am not over-exaggerating here. Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, what's coming out of Nancy Pelosi's mouth, those, those Democrats are not the Democrats of our past. Don't be fooled. They want a different system. They want to turn this system upside down, a system that so many Americans have fought and died for. Don't let it happen. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve, too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. 
I have Fred Lucas on with me, a great friend and somebody that I have so much admiration and respect for. Fred and I, just a little bit of background here before I get Fred on the line. Uh, Fred and I worked at The Blaze. We were colleagues at The Blaze together, um, then under you know Glenn Beck. And now Fred is a senior White House correspondent for The Daily Signal. Love The Daily Signal, Fred. And he's a co-host of the Right Side of History podcast. So you can see why I like Fred so much. Fred, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, sir. Well, I, I, I wanted to save the best for right now. Um, you are also the author of a new book, Abuse of Power Inside the Three-Year Campaign to Impeach Donald Trump. And I got to tell you, Fred, um, it's extraordinary uh, what we have witnessed over the last three and a half years um, in Washington, D.C. I don't think we've ever seen anything quite like it. Yeah, it has been pretty amazing. And uh, what's different about this book, Abuse of Power, is that it looks uh, not just out into what a lot of the deep state actors, James Comey and others did, but it looks at Congress, people on Capitol Hill, and these uh, left-wing nonprofits, uh, Move On, Democracy for America, and a lot you haven't heard of that that you'll read about in Abuse of Power, uh, and how before the inauguration, in some cases, even before Trump's improbable election, they were planning to lead an impeachment drive. Talk a little bit about that, because a lot a lot of you out there may not know this, but out here in Washington, D.C., we learn pretty quickly how these organizations operate. And sometimes they're so subversive and they're... Um, they're so low key, but they work 24 seven against what they consider their enemies. Never before have we seen anything like this, though, um, what we're seeing with uh, President Donald Trump. Tell the listeners out there what Move On does and how they operate, Fred. And I hope that you all buy his book, because if you want to understand what's happening in America, you really need to understand some of these groups. Well, uh, yeah, Move On. They used to just be called moveon.org, but uh, they actually ironically started during the uh, uh, impeachment of Clinton. They they were trying to say, let's move on. Let's not impeach Bill Clinton. And and from there, they became sort of a very all-purpose left-wing advocacy group. Um, Interestingly enough, it was after the Comey uh, testimony in 2017 to the Senate that turned out to be a real dud. Um, but before that, the left was like really so hyped up about it. This is going to be it. This is where we get him. I remember uh, that. <laughs> right, right. That was a dud. <laughs> Nevertheless, moveon.org immediately sent out this huge fundraising emails like, we have seen enough. We are now calling for the impeachment of Donald Trump. Pretty much seemed like a, an email that was probably written before Comey even gave his testimony to the Senate. But yeah, I mean, and, and do you think that at, Comey, do you at think the end of the, re- they like, please pitch in $5 or more <laughs> towards the impeachment of Donald Trump. And I think that's a lot of what we saw throughout move on. And, and some of these other groups as well, that were pushing for impeachment in 2017. Yeah. Impeachment of Trump did not start with a Ukraine phone call. And that's the most important thing to know. Wow, that's a really great point. Impeachment of Trump did not start with a Ukraine phone call. Do you think some of the folks over at the FBI, senior FBI officials, I've written a lot of stories about them and I've uncovered a lot of information about them, but some of these senior FBI officials and intelligence officials in some ways collude or have relationships with people in these groups like moveon.org, 
um, uh, or do you think it's just kind of some symbiotic relationship that happens just because? I I think it's probably the, the second, uh, right. it's the swamp aspect. I think it just kind of the symbiotic relationship. People know each other. People in high places uh, know each other. And, of course, Move On uh, has a particular impact on people like maybe Maxine Waters or the Congressional Progressive Caucus mm-hmm. that was really talking about impeachment from day one. Where, right. I, I, actually, um, I, I say impeachment on day one, one of the chapters in abuse of power is called resistance before day one. And in and, and the sense that you had this impeachment move set before day one, one group, uh, they're not as well known, but they really got a strong petition going as a free speech for people, uh, which is oddly named because they, mm-hmm. they advocate for restrictions on campaign contributions, but uh, free speech for people. The moment Trump took the oath of office, they launched an impeachment petition online. And then, of course, later we had Tom Steyer spending big money on ad buys to push for the impeachment of Trump. I remember that. And, you know, a lot of the groups, Fred, I want to play a clip for you in a minute. Um, a lot of the groups, you know, came out immediately saying Trump is a racist. Uh, Trump is an anti-Semite, even though like his daughter is Jewish, a a practicing Jew, devout Jewish woman with, he has Jewish grandchildren, um, and Jared Kushner. So it was, it was completely this totally out of left field targeting him. But then I want to play a clip from Burgess Owens. He is a good friend of mine. He is running for Congress in Utah. He is an NFL champion and uh, somebody who I have so much respect for. This was him at the RNC, and I want you to hear this about Biden. This November, we stand at a crossroad. Mobs torch our cities while popular members of Congress promote the same socialism that my father fought against in World War II. We have a Democratic candidate for president who says that I'm not black if I don't vote for him. Now more than ever, we need leaders who stand by their principles and won't compromise their values for political opportunities. Wow. I mean, I was just, I was so moved by his entire speech. I wish I could play the whole thing here on the podcast right now. But that part in particular was to me very telling, very telling. This is how the Democrat Party and these groups operate that they pit people against one another, right? And they particularly were seeing that in our cities right now, Kenosha, Wisconsin, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, with the rise and the divisiveness in our in our in our country. And um I feel like the Democrats are feeding that fire. I think that was part of this whole impeachment push. Uh one one underlying theme to this entire book, Abuse of Power, is that uh Throughout this, they did not just, as political parties used to do, after getting beat, regrouping and deciding to win the next election, they just simply couldn't accept the previous election. And um, what, what one person who was ready to, and surprisingly actually, was ready to somewhat move on to the next election and try to win was Nancy Pelosi. She was fully committed to winning a majority in 2018. Now, she was going to do that through bashing the president, of course, uh, but that's somewhat traditional of partisan politics. She tried to stave off an impeachment. She, she even said after winning the majority that he's, quote, not worth impeachment. 
Um, what's interesting about that, I think, is that uh, she said he's not worth impeachment at a time when, uh, in theory, she didn't know what the Mueller report would say. Right. And the Mueller report was investigating whether the president of the United States conspired with the Russians. Uh, mm-hmm. The Mueller report, of course, said there was no collusion. But uh, it, it's fairly shocking that uh, a few months later, Pelosi would say uh, that a Ukraine phone call was worthwhile of impeachment. Whereas, you know, at least the possibility of the Mueller findings uh, would not be. And the book explains how she got to that point. Well, she had the information, right? I mean, aspect is uh, the feud that she had with the squad and fending off the the far left flank of the her caucus that was really, really pushing and pushing and pushing. And it just got to the point where the dam broke and she couldn't hold off the, the far left fringe any longer. And, that, and the same was true of the uh, moderates who, mm-hmm. or at least some Democrats who ran as moderates in purple districts and red districts in 2018 that gave Pelosi a majority. Those people were worried about a primary next time mm-hmm. they ran. Um, and they thought that would be a lot more damaging than um, having to explain away a partisan impeachment vote in the next election. That is such an important point, Fred, because I think like what one of the things that we did notice, and I think every American started to question over the last year and a half, was the squad, right? Uh, we saw uh, statements come out of some, and you know, was squad referring to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, this kind of new, young, um, very left very socialist, uh, you know, uh, group of of people coming into Congress. And I mean, and we're seeing that throughout the board, right? I mean, but the squad kind of stuck out because they became the powerhouse. And we really saw them hold Nancy Pelosi's feet to the fire. I mean, to the point where they've got these, I mean, even right now with Joe Biden, I mean, he appointed Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to his environmental panel. I mean, she had the craziest green program that that not even the Senate wanted to pass because it was so crazy. Right. But Biden himself. It's interesting. We, we have a primary coming up in, um, in just a few days in Massachusetts where AOC is backing uh, the incumbent senator, Ed Markey. Pelosi is actually backing Joe Kennedy, the challenger, mm-hmm. uh, which which kind of puts him in an odd position. You would think typically the establishment epitome right. of the establishment, Pelosi would back the incumbent. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the reason is that, that I think we still have this rivalry between those two, even though the safe bet, if you want to put money on it, is going to be on AOC and the squad because they just rolled Nancy Pelosi last year. Uh, and uh, there, um, there, there was a, one Capitol Hill source that I talked to in this uh, said that there was a direct parallel between the rise of the squad and impeachment. Wow. That's important. All of you out there listening to Fred, because he has the inside scoop in Washington. Believe me, he is up and down those halls in Congress. He's got sources everywhere. That to me is interesting that we have a squad that we have all these new young, fresh faces in Washington that are super to the left And they, you know, there's this idea that they were behind all of this impeachment. There's a great story in Fox News, um, Fred. It's about your book. It says, your new book details how Schiff outmaneuvered Nadler 
to become the impeachment star. So you kind of got the inside scoop of like the shift Nadler scenario. I want, you know, this right. for me is actually kind of funny um, because they're like both so wild. They're like characters out of a cartoon book. We've got shifty shift and, you know, <laughs> Gerald Nadler and you would think they were on the same team, but they're so desperate to compete for, I want to be the impeachment guy. No, I'm going to be the impeachment guy. You know, that, that, that there was like shenanigans going on in the back. What were they? This was uh, described in a lot of detail and abuse of power and, and, and throughout the book. It's not, not just in one section. We uh, And I do want to point out this book is not me pontificating. Abuse of power is based on a lot of interviews throughout Congress and the White House and so forth. Yeah, on Schiff versus Nadler. Nadler was the uh, judiciary chairman. He became judiciary chairman, actually, because um the Democrats thought he would be better able to handle impeachment. That is a committee that has historically dealt with impeachment, uh, certainly with Nixon and Bill Clinton. However, Schiff wanted a piece of this. He he, he wanted to run it. He, had he wanted run a piece of the 70, action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he had been on. Uh, and um, also, he sort of lobbied Pelosi. They were a little closer, same state, California. Uh, also, um, also, it had a lot to do with Nadler did a very poor job of running hearings with uh, the Mueller hearing did not go well for him. Uh, also, the Corey Lewandowski hearing did not go well. At this point, Pelosi, uh, I mean, sources say, uh, just decided she did not want him to run an impeachment if there was going to be one. Well, you know uh, what? I don't then, blame her or any of them because what did they have? They had zero evidence of anything going on. Right. They were basically running fake impeachments. It's like if I wanted to accuse somebody of like right. railroading me that never even knew me and I'm like, I'm going to hold an impeachment hearing. The person's like, well, go ahead. Hold an impeachment hearing. What's your evidence? Right, yeah, and, and if you remember, actually, uh, Nadler decided after the Mueller report, which basically cleared Trump, uh, he held a uh, he held he- a series of hearings in which he said, "I'm having an impeachment inquiry." That's an impeachment inquiry that Pelosi never actually endorsed. Uh, Nadler was having a lot of trouble in his home district, though. Mm-hmm. He was facing a primary challenger, uh, Lindsey Boylan, who was running ads against him, saying that he wasn't aggressive enough on impeachment. Uh, Wow. Uh, because impeachment, by, he was afraid he was going to be uh, like the, the new Joe Crowley who got beat by AOC in a primary. Right. Uh, so, 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 so there was this like, you know, it had become a litmus test completely, even though it doesn't seem like it would necessarily be an ideological issue because it's about, you know, one person. But it, it had become a litmus test for the left uh, on impeaching Trump. And, and that's that's why we saw uh, Pelosi and some of these old establishment Democrats that thought it was bad politics at first, they just caved to the uh, the squad and mm-hmm. the far fringes of the party. What do you think is going to happen this and, November? And they, they used uh, the Ukraine call as a pretext, basically. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you there. They used that Ukraine call as a pretext. And I think that they already knew. I mean, they were already trying to set up President Trump. I mean, remember, there were people inside the NSC, the National Security Council, that were spying on him and listening in on his phone calls, of course, and preparing this. I mean, this, look, this was like, this was a complete setup from the beginning. As you said, your book is extraordinary, um, Fred, Abuse of Power Inside the Three-Year Campaign to Impeach Donald Trump. I am in absolute agreement with you um, that it started far before there was any 
evidence whatsoever that they tried to throw out, and it was false evidence, by the way, uh, not even real. It didn't even exist. It was just stuff that they made up. This is what the intelligence community does. They can compile a bunch of junk together to try to make you look guilty. But they were already listening in on his calls, and that I do believe they were there to try to set him up from the beginning. Um, before I let you go, Fred, because you are, you've got your ear to the grindstone. I know you're in those halls walking around Washington, I don't, shaking off the swamp, off your feet every day. What are you hearing about this upcoming election? What do you think is happening here? We definitely see a trend moving in President Trump's direction. Right now, we're seeing the polls. We're seeing them go up for him. Um, but what are you hearing? Yeah, everything I'm hearing, and particularly with the convention, the the Republican convention has been so well produced uh, and and has gone off so well for these first three days. Um, And so just based on that, the Democratic convention was just so, so dark and gloomy. And the Republican convention has been that they seem to make an effort and, and they seem to benefited greatly based on what they saw from the week before that what not to do at a convention. The polls are definitely tightening up. Uh, this definitely been to Trump's advantage. And I think what's happening out there with the riots and the violence has been to Trump's advantage. Oh, I, I got to tell you, I know before I let you go, you know, once again, I'm going to bring it back to the top of the show. I was talking about the National Park Service approving this 50,000 plus person march on Washington, D.C. And, you know, Fred, they're not even going to require face masks. They're not going to enforce the law there or social distancing. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if there's I kept saying there's some kind of special bubble around Washington, D.C where they think COVID-19 does not exist. Um, have you heard anything about this? That would not surprise me. I, I hadn't heard the uh, that they're not going to enforce mask wearing. Yeah, this was in the Daily Caller, by the way, in the Daily Caller. Okay. Okay, and right. so it's a great story. It's a permit for the 57th March on Washington. Shows that organizers mm. suspect about 50,000 attendees and um, that uh, the MPS spokesman, Mike Litterist, told the Daily Caller News Foundation that they will not require nor enforce social distancing or the use of masks. So guess what, Fred? Tomorrow while you're walking through the halls of Congress and you're pounding the pavement in Washington, D.C., you can be maskless. They will not charge you. (laughs) They will not give you a citation. (laughs) You will be able to see everyone's face. (laughs) For the first time. No need to wear the hazmat suit. That's right. You won't have to wear the bubble or your hazmat suit. How crazy is that? Now, where can people go to get your book on Amazon? Um, What do we need to do to hear your great podcast and be the first ones to know what's going on inside Washington, D.C.? Where do we need to do? Yeah, yeah. just just check out. You can get the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Please read my work uh, on DailySignal.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Fred Lucas WH and also a right side of history podcast. That's awesome. The right side of history podcast. Follow Fred on Twitter at Fred Lucas WH for white house. Cause he's there at the white house. He'll be able to give you the inside scoop and remember abuse of power inside the three-year campaign to impeach Donald Trump. You're a great friend, Fred. And i um, so happy you're still in Washington after all these years and still chasing down all these stories. You're, you're a great writer. And I look forward to finishing your book and getting an 
authored copy of it. Uh, once I'm done, I'm going to hunt you down. I'm going to have you sign it for me. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to that. The in-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Fred Lucas is absolutely right. For the last three and a half to four years, I would say four years, I have been uh, pounding the pavement along with him, trying to get to the truth of the matter, trying to understand what is going on here in Washington, D.C. Why is it that they have such a visceral hate for President Trump, even back then candidate Trump? Just I want you to hear me out here. I want you to hear me out. All of these people, the majority of them, they would be in New York City begging for checks from President Donald Trump for their campaigns. They would be going to his house for parties, right? They would want to be near him. They would laugh with him at restaurants. They, would, they wouldn't be drinking with him because President Trump doesn't drink. But they would be, you know, near him. They would talk about him. They wanted to be a part of that fame, that New York fame, right? But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the disruptors, which were the American people, voted for the main disruptor, President Donald Trump. He couldn't be bought. He wasn't part of the establishment. He wasn't in their pocket. He wasn't going to play ball with them because he's his own guy. He's thinking of his own things and he's making his own determinations because he made promises to the American people. And he kept those promises and they hate him for it. And believe me, they hate me. They hate me for telling you the truth, for getting all those stories out there for exposing what they did to him. And I'm talking about our intelligence apparatus and our law enforcement apparatus under President Obama. And speaking of that, my good friend, the former ambassador of Germany, Richard Grinnell, gave such an important and amazing speech at the RNC. And I want to play a clip here because it goes right to the heart of the matter and right to the heart of why they don't want you to make your own decisions about President Trump. This is how much they actually hate him. The Obama-Biden administration secretly launched a surveillance operation on the Trump campaign and silenced the many brave intelligence officials who spoke up against it. They presented bogus information as facts. They lied to judges. Then they classified anything that undermined their case. And after Donald Trump won the election, when they should have continued the American tradition of helping the president-elect transition into the White House, they tried instead to undercut him even more. That's exactly what they did. And remember, this is about bringing back their legacy. President Obama, all of the people that surrounded him, all of the people um, in the CIA, including C- former CIA director John Brennan, including former DNI, James Clapper, James Comey, Andrew McCabe with the FBI, that deputy director that was fired, as well as Comey, who was fired. All of these people are part of this swamp. They are all playing in the same mud together. They all swim in the same swampy waters with their Republican counterparts. They are all out for power 
They do not care about you. They don't. They care about themselves. That's why they were so angry. Because let's just look at this frankly. Richard Grinnell is the first openly gay man in an administration appointed to one of the top positions in an administration, the director of national intelligence. He went in there and he cleaned house. Thank God he did. And he knows what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about because I covered intelligence. I covered these issues. I spoke with people in the intelligence apparatus that knew what was going on. Richard Grinnell is telling you the truth. That's how dirty this is. The president has pointed women into the positions of power. He has been the first president to truly care about minority communities, inviting people to the White House. I mean, friends with like diamond and silk and go out there and talking to people on the road and putting people into positions where they can be leaders, leaders in our communities. Look at the RNC. Listen to what Burgess Owens and others are saying and Senator Tim Scott. These are people that really care about America. They care about our country. They know this president, as do I. They know him as a man. I wish I could spend time just fact-checking. I'm not the same reporter that I was. I'm not. I'm a columnist now. I'm kind of like... Richard Grinnell out of the closet in a way, so to speak, you know, where I stand. I'm a conservative. Um, But I want to be able to do more fact checking on what is the administration doing? What are they doing about opioid? What are they doing about this? What are they doing about that? But there isn't any time because the entire Democratic apparatus and the Never Trumpers, the Lincoln Project, all these people that are fighting to destroy this administration don't ever give us the chance to do that. Because we have to check on them. Because they are trying to destroy the foundation of this country. And by the way, we are not going to let them, if we can help it here at the Sarah Carter Show, and if we can help it, all of us Americans, not the silent majority, the unsilent majority, speak up, stand up for yourselves, stand up for your country, stand up for your president. He's doing it for you and stand up for each other. Don't be afraid and find a way to connect too. We don't all have to agree. We can agree to disagree. We don't need to be tearing each other apart in our communities. We need to start listening to each other, but please, please, please don't be bamboozled and lied to by these, you know, elitist media organizations that think that they can tell you what to believe, that think that they can manipulate you with their lies. Don't let them do it. Think for yourself, do it for yourself, and do it for your country. Thank you so much for being a part of the Sarah Carter Show. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter, at Sarah Carter DC. You can follow me on Parlor at Sarah Carter Official. You can visit my website at sarahacarter.com. And remember, you can subscribe to the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying this show, Please do. We would love to have you subscribe to us and leave a review. A five-star rating is what we're asking for. We're doing great. We're doing great in that department. But if you take the time to leave a review and give us a five-star rating, more power. More power to us, more power to you, more power to the American people. Thank you so much for being a part of this wonderful show. Also, don't forget, I told you on the last podcast, in case you guys didn't get a chance to hear it, 
Go listen to it. It's with Lou Elizondo. He was the former head of the Pentagon's program on um, unidentified uh, aerial phenomena, which is UFOs. It was an incredible, incredible episode. We go into detail about that. I'm going to bring him back on next week. So keep your eyes peeled for that, okay? Keep your eyes peeled for that because I'm bringing him back. We're delving deeper into that subject, and I'm going to have a lot of special guests on this topic specifically. Um, also, remember, we are here for you. I know you are here for me. Thank you so much. We're taking the story back, folks. God bless. This weekend, get to Kohl's and take an extra 15% off. Save on the Ninja Foodie Grill, now just $279.99. Take 50% off all Serta bedding. Get up to 40% off Sonoma Bath and so much more. Plus, get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Let the gifting start for those close to your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid October 9th through 18th. 15% off with promo code LEAVES. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. This weekend, get to Kohl's and take an extra 15% off. Save on the Ninja Foodie Grill, now just $279.99. Take 50% off all Serta bedding. Get up to 40% off Sonoma Bath and so much more. Plus, get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Let the gifting start for those close to your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid October 9th through 18th. 15% off with promo code LEAVES. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.